Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two here of Fantasy Sports today. We talked to Jeff Montgomery in hour one about the Royals. I think he outlined some players who may and may not be traded. We'll do the same with the Pittsburgh Pirates. This new bias, Wilbord, will join us. Also, hot and cold players in baseball. Hit on some fantasy football as well. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today, and hour number two starts now. I'd like to talk a little bit about sports. Fantasy Sports Today. And initially, I thought it seemed pretty, uh, pretty off for the Mets in terms of what they're doing. But then as I started talking to people in the industry, they seemed to tell me that this was uh, that maybe the Blue Jays could have even gotten more for him. Uh, somebody I talked to said that they actually liked uh, the, the secondary player more than they did Anthony Kay. So, and Anthony Kay was, was supposedly the main guy in the deal. Uh, so we'll see. We, you know, these things never work themselves out immediately, and the Mets still have two or three days to decide what they're going to do. Personally... I probably would have not done this if I was the Mets and and started to think about the future. All right, welcome in. This is Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two of our show. Craig Mish here with you. We got full-time fantasy, by the way, coming up in less than an hour from now. So lots of fantasy football discussion to get to with Dr. Roto and Adam Ronis. Of course, here on this show We're still helping you in baseball right up until the trade deadline. If you're listening to the show live, appreciate that. On demand, of course, plenty of ways to listen to to the show, and hopefully you guys are doing so without a doubt. A lot to get to in this hour of the show, and I want to start off with a little bit of football. My first draft of the season is, uh, is underway here. My first draft. Now... I it's kind of weird, I got to say. I don't like doing fantasy football drafts this early. The first NFL game will be played, I believe if I'm not mistaken, in uh in about 60 days from now, 50 days, something like am I way off on that? I could be off. Uh August 1st of t- 6 weeks. So uh six, oh so uh, uh 40 uh, less, less than 40 days. Okay. We're we're getting closer. I'm playing in this uh, Raz Bowl with our friend Gray Albright and and the Rat and Donkey Teeth. Oh, they have all wacky names. And I have the seventh pick in the draft. Now, I'm looking at it now, and it looks like I am in a 12-team league here. So I'm going to have to – isn't seven a bad spot to be in in these drafts? I don't know. Is it? Is it not? Everyone wants one of the first four because they want to get those running backs, right? The first pick overall was Christian McCaffrey. I suppose this is PPR. Shows you how much attention I've paid to this. The second pick is Saquon Barkley. And then I'm going to guess that Elliott and Kamara go 3-4. 
So I'll probably take a receiver, I think. I, I, I've always had success going receiver and worrying about the running backs later. So maybe Hopkins is my guy in the first round. I don't know if I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell. I'm not sure about that. But anyway, that's a stream of consciousness discussion. And uh, we'll at least have something to talk about here on the show. We'll talk to Gray about uh, the Raz Bowl on Wednesday if this draft is over. But the problem is is that they started this draft at 10 a.m. And now the clock is just running. And I think that it's going to run all four hours on this next pick. Our friend Andy Singleton is in this draft. He's got the third pick overall. What's he doing? No idea. Three hours it's taken him to make his pick. I thought the way that slow drafts work is that everyone's real excited to draft in that first round, and then it just slows. But here it slowed right from the beginning, so congratulations to us. What else happened over the weekend in fantasy football? A.J. Green out for the preseason, probably out a few weeks of the regular season too. So, yeah, drafting early really helped you a lot. If you have A.J. Green, good job. I guess he'll probably miss a few games. Cincinnati's going to be really bad, though. Like I, he just wasn't a player. I, I AJ Green is a great player, he, but he just wasn't a player that I was all that interested in this year. That's not to say that you can't have a great year on a bad team. Joe Mixon could prove that too. I just don't think Cincinnati's going to be good at all. So now at this point, you got to you got to basically get value where you're going to take him. Most people feel like he's a mid round pick at this point, fourth fifth round pick. Boyd is is the guy to get clearly at this stage. Uh, also, Theo Riddick was cut over the weekend by the Lions, so clearly carry on Johnson gets a little bit of a boost. The Lions don't really have great running backs behind him. Riddick kind of stole some of his thunder with catches out of the backfield, of course. He's no longer there. I think I saw, if I'm not mistaken, that he signed with the Lions today. I think he visited the Lions. Oh, I'm sorry, the Broncos. I think he visited the Broncos, and then they signed him. I got to check on that. I, during the show, something happened. Uh, but I think he ended up signing with Denver. Also, Chris Warren, my buddy Chris Warren, let go by the Raiders. I owned him in Dynasty for like 50 cents in this contract league, and now I got to cut him too. That's a bummer. And then there's a lot going on right now in camps with practice and things like that. So what I'm going to do is I will keep you updated on everything happening. He didn't sign yet. Okay. I thought he I thought I saw that he signed uh the Broncos signed Riddick, but he definitely worked out for them today. And by the way, that would cut into a lot of play a lot of playing time for some of those other guys they have in Denver, right? Freeman and even Lindsay. I don't think I think that Riddick ends up hurting a team that he goes to for fantasy. Helps himself but hurts the running back wherever he ends up going. So we'll have to check on some Teams that need those pass-catching running backs, because he certainly is that. And I'm disappointed with Warren. I drafted him in the reserve rounds last year. He had that great preseason with the Raiders. And now nothing, huh? Hmm. I guess my 50-cent uh, 50, 50 investment is going to go away. Although we'll see if he ends up signing with another team. And that, that, could change, that could change things. He was so good at Texas. I can't believe that he can't find a, a spot on another NFL team. All right, coming back next, it's time to take a look at some hot and cold players in baseball. Anything you want to talk about, hit us up here on the show, 844-843-6879. Don't forget, vote for you. Make the call as well. Craig Mitch, Fantasy Sports Today. We're back in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away.
Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish back with you here on the show. We'll talk Pirates coming up in about 30 minutes from now. we got the trade deadline in baseball heading our way in a couple of days. we got the NFL preseason getting ready to start. It's a good time of the year. College football uh, starting up as well here in less than a month from now. So we will hit on all of that. Personally, I'm excited to have college football back in my life pretty soon. I am a graduate of the University of Florida, so to see the Gators play the Hurricanes in the first game of the season is definitely exciting for me. And if I'm not mistaken, let's see. It is, uh, let's see, August? 
It is August 2019, Friday. Okay, so it is uh, one, two, three, three weeks from Saturday. One, two, three. Yeah, three weeks from Saturday. That's crazy. It feels like college football. I feel like I was just watching Trevor Lawrence just destroy Alabama from Clemson. What what happened to that? Oh, I can't wait for college football season. Oh, I love it. You like college football? Oh, I love it. I, I'm a Big Ten fan. I lived in Michigan for like three years. Okay, so and you're into so, it. So, yeah, I kind of got involved with uh, college football. A lot of the folks that live in the Northeast aren't huge college football fans, I've learned. Right. They, yeah, because you have Rutgers and you have what, like a bunch of Division One AA, formerly Division One AA schools. So, yeah. Right. I, I suppose if you lived in upstate New York, it'd be different because Syracuse is there, even though Syracuse hasn't been they, they've been better. But, uh, yeah, last yeah. year they were okay. Yeah. Yeah, most people aren't, but for me and for the South where I live, and even though oh, I live huge. in a very big yeah. – Yeah, yeah. I live in a metropolitan area. Uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, that kind of area is more of New York than it is the South. Gotcha. But then once once you get north and you move into Tampa and Jacksonville – and um, and even Orlando, Orlando is very metropolitan, also. But yeah, it's all it's all about college football here. It's all about that, That's and fun. especially yeah, given the nature of the NFL team in South Florida too, with the Dolphins, more people are interested in the Canes, the Hurricanes rebuilding. Uh, but yeah, where I where I was, and I went to school for four years, it was all about Florida football. And a lot of Gator graduates live where I live in uh, Dade and Broward County, too. So, yeah, I'm in fact, the other day when I was at the Marlins game, we were all sitting there just talking about it. And the Marlins play a game at 610 the night of the first college football game, Florida and Miami. And I was very clear that I will not be at that baseball game. (laughs) I will be sitting that out. I will be sitting that one out. I will be watching. I don't think I'm going to Orlando for the game. I. It really hasn't been on my radar. I think it's going to be a TV event for me. But nonetheless, the one thing that I've always found, and and I covered the NFL for a long time. I even traveled home and road with the Buccaneers for many years. But what I I feel like this day and age, it, TV is better for me with football. Like I just I don't want to endure it. And my kids, do I really want to bring them into that atmosphere of just everyone wasted? No, I, I don't think so. I, I, I it's an adult venue for me now, and um. Would you call football a fan-friendly sport to bring your kids, like a family-friendly event? I don't think so. No. I don't think so at all. I think it's an adult event. I agree, 100%. Like, yeah. I mean, tailgating is fun, but wherever you're tailgating at a college or pro event, you can find somebody wasted within 200 yards of where you are. And and you never know what's going to happen. So especially Florida State fans, they're raucous. They're they're into it, and they're all of them of, are. Oh my god! And they're, they're yeah, they're vicious too. The malicious and all of the college football is 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 a is a is an unbelievable party atmosphere. I did it for four years. I don't have to tell you. I don't even remember a lot of my years there. That's just because I was going through it too. I will tell you this though, Michigan, because I went to a lot of Michigan football games. They're not that, that crowd is a little bit more laid back. Maybe it's changed in the last 10, 15 years. But I don't think so. When I was there, it was kind of laid back, like a wine and cheese crowd. Yeah, no, we don't have that here. We got a we we, yeah. we, we got a big raucous raucous crowd. I, I sub and, and look, I'm not the kind of person that goes to an NFL game or even a college game and has to sit in a club level or a box. I don't have to. But first, first of all, my daughter would never go to a football game in a million years, never. And my wife's not interested, so it would be my, introducing my son to it, my seven year old son. And 
I just don't think that having to fight to get in and 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 see what's going on. I just I don't know that he would experience like it. He's been very into baseball. I think I'm going to keep it at that. Baseball and golf. We have golf camp coming up, by the way, in, in an hour today. And I think I'll leave it at that. And if he wants to get into football this year, then then sure. He's 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 watched a few football games, but I don't I don't think he quite understands the concept of just these guys beating each other's heads in and why that's cool. For me, I you know it's fantasy gambling. I mean football. Yeah, rules. I'm with you on that too. Yeah, but for kids, I don't know. I just don't think so. People have always asked me why I am so. Uh, dead set on baseball, covering baseball, being more a fan of baseball than football. It's not a matter of that. It's that as a broadcaster and an individual, what have I, in my life, what have I built my name on? And it has been covering baseball and, and fantasy baseball. And so, therefore, it doesn't necessarily mean that in September I crap on football and watch baseball. It is the opposite. I barely watch any baseball in September. I'm all about watching college and pro football. But because it's what I'm known for, what are my options? Should I destroy my core audience and say, oh, guys, I, I, I like football a lot more, so baseball people, you go away. No way. You got you to gotta play your hits. You got to play to your core. The number one rule in broadcasting on any radio station, where it's whether it's terrestrial or satellite or internet, don't kill your core. Don't deliver the goods of something that they don't want to hear. You don't do that. You you would never walk into a radio station, an FM terrestrial radio station, and let's say, for example, I don't know, let's say Taylor Swift has a hot song out or Miley Cyrus or somebody like that. Would you go on that station... And, and go on the air as a DJ and say, we're not going to play any Taylor Swift or Miley Cyrus today because we think that you should like this better because that's our opinion. You, you'd be done. You'd never be on the air. And that's how I approach it with sports. That's how I approach it with fantasy sports. I don't. I, I would love to be the leader, and I would love to be, like as an example, like Dan Lebitard, who's completely changed the way that we listen to radio, which is basically a bunch of guys having fun talking trash about each other and kidding about things, it's great. But there's only one show like that. And that's why it's so wildly popular. And so for me, people always ask that question in July and in June, why do you fight so much to keep baseball on the air? Why do you fight so much to keep something that people don't like as much on the air? Well, that's my thing. I mean, baseball has been my thing. I break baseball news. I've been a fantasy baseball host for 10 years. Why would I go away from that and destroy a core audience that is coming to me for that? doesn't make sense. So that's not what I'm going to do. But I'm also not dumb. I know that when we get to the month of September and the NFL starts, that 99% of my audience is more interested in football than they are baseball. But you cannot convince me of that in June and July. You can't do it. People may be more interested in talking about these football topics and these drama and the NBA of guys, but there's nothing actionable. There's no games. There's nothing happening. It's just talk, and then the talk goes away. What we try to do here at SportsGrid is help you win and entertain at the same time. I just don't find I'm helping anybody winning spending two hours on, uh, on Melvin Gordon.
I mean, what, what, what are you doing? I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun discussion, I guess, but there's no action. And after a brief conversation as to who should be the running back there, whether it's Jackson being the number one or anyone else, it's five minutes. There's actual games going on in baseball, and people who we've started off helping them win their league, I have to continue that until that time is over. And that's what we're going to do here on Fantasy Sports Today. We'll come back next with some hot and cold players in baseball, and then we'll talk some Pirates baseball with Nubias Wilborn. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and we'll be back with more discussion on all things sports after this. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Searching for an outdoor oasis but don't have time to catch a flight? Join us in the heart of Midtown at Versa, packed with good vibes, great views, and service unmatched. Fully stocked with five bars throughout the venue. Aside from our stellar dining menu, Tuesday through Friday, our culinary team has curated a delectable rotation of food activations to be featured on our patio from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Join us for nonstop fun on one of New York City's largest patios as rooftop season is finally upon us. Located at 215 West 35th Street, New York, New York. Official partners of the New York Knicks and the New York Rangers. Listen to what Chris said about Andro 400. I've lost almost 40 pounds in 10 weeks. My son was getting married, and when I went for the suit fitting, I was a size 48. And when I went back to do the final fitting, I was a 44. I have more energy, that's for sure. I probably lost four inches around my belly. I'm 57, and I'm back when I was in my 30s. Here's what Dwayne said about Andro 400. This product really works. I'm an old guy, and I don't trust nobody. And I've tried all kinds of stuff. It's one of the few things I've ever bought that works. I couldn't believe it. I feel better. I have more energy. I walk 12 miles a day. I feel great. It changed my life. It really has. It's really incredible. Guys, if you'd like to lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. The Morning Line. We continue to undervalue the San Francisco Giants every chance we get, especially the odds makers. Continue to undervalue them. For the life of me, I don't understand why odds makers continue to act as if this is not a real thing. 19 out of the last 24, the Giants are for real, and they continue to mash the ball. Weekdays, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern, on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. 
Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here with you until 2 o'clock, and then full-time fantasy will take over at that point. We're looking forward to continuing our discussion here on uh, a lot of baseball discussions, some football missing in as well. I'd love to have a draft pick go off here before I have to leave my house, but that doesn't appear to be optimistic at this point. I guess it takes four hours. I, I, look, I, 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 I'm not supposed to bitch about four hours in between picks because I will probably end up taking four hours in this low draft at some point. But I would love to have this first round somewhat completed before I leave my house here in about, uh, let's say, an hour from now. Because then I may not be home to make my pick. You never know. Okay, uh, back to the baseball discussion we go. And if you are out there still playing and playing hard for fantasy in baseball or rotisserie, head-to-head, whatever format you're playing in, let me give you a taste. Some of the hot and cold hitters in the game. Nelson Cruz hit seven home runs last week. Boy, Nelson Cruz. How long is this guy going to keep playing? And furthermore, a lot of guys who went through the PED stuff, none of them who have been suspended have gotten into the Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. Nelson Cruz has 386, 1,000 runs driven in, and 1,600 hits. If if you had to guess when Cruz is done, let's say it's in two or three years, he's going to end up with 400, maybe 450 home runs, but I would say three years is possible, uh, and, and legitimate numbers that could put him in the Hall of Fame, but I don't know that I don't know that they'll put him in because of his suspension. I'm not sure. He had three consecutive seasons of 40 home runs. Two years ago, 39. Last year, 37. He's going to hit another 37 to 40 home runs this year. His on-base percentage is as high as it's ever been over the course of his career. He's been great. Limited now to designated hitter, but he has been uh, he's been great with the Twins. No question about that. Paul Goldschmidt last week was on fire. He hit six home runs, and all of a sudden, he's woken up from the really dismal first half that he had. He was one of baseball's biggest disappointments at the All-Star break. Some of it not his fault. The RBI totals you can't ever really significantly blame a player for. But there's no question that those of you who took him in the first round of a draft did not get what you thought, at least initially. But now I think you're probably feeling much better about the results. Starting to hit hit a lot more. Six home runs over the past week. Same goes for Jose Ramirez. Since June, he's been better as well. For He'll probably end up having an okay season because he still has two months. But he's one of those players where you'll look back next year, you'll forget about what he did in the last couple of months of the season and wonder, should I take him again in the first round of a draft next year? Answer, probably no. But he does have four home runs, and he is hitting 400 over his uh, his past, over the past week. Good to get him finally going, and and it's I don't think it's a huge surprise that Cleveland finally got going once he got going. In terms of pitching, we're finally getting that career year from Steven Strasburg. We've waited and waited and waited, and and he's done it. I think so far you would have to say that there's a chance 
that he ends up having the best year of his career. I, I'm not sure that it's repeatable. And if I'm in a keeper league, I think that it may be somebody that I would turn over. 14 wins with a 3.26 ERA. 168 strikeouts in 140 innings. Strasburg's best year ever was 242 Ks and a whip of 1.1 1 .1 in 2014. Wow, it has been that long. That's the last time he made 30 starts in the season. If he and he only he, right now Strasburg has already thrown more innings than he did all of last year. He is going to shatter everything that he's done on the field since 2014 for sure. And the most wins that he's ever had in the season is 15. So yeah, I mean, he is he is probably going to end up having career numbers and and really kind of unexpected. Most folks probably would have said Max Scherzer would have had the year that he is having. We had Jeff Montgomery on the show earlier. Ian Kennedy had three save opportunities for the Royals, and he saved all three. I know what Jeff was saying about Kennedy and possibly some other team picking up his salary in order to get him, but I don't know. I don't see that. It's just too much money. I think the Royals would have to eat some of that. But in terms of closers... With the Royals playing better and him saving games, you're you're secretly hoping right now that he does not get traded. Because if the Royals end up winning 30 games the rest of the year, it's probably, probably high, but let's say they don't. 15 save opportunities, 10 saves coming your way from Ian Kennedy. That could win you a fantasy league. Kennedy's been pretty good. Big surprise, by the way, going into the year. Remember, Casey had some options, including Boxberger, and that didn't work out at all. In terms of cold players... Not cold play the group, but cold players. Both Chris Davises, Chris Davis of Baltimore, another slump over twelve. Boy, what a, what another disappointing year. But how about Chris Davis of Oakland, who started off the season just like he normally does, and probably to this point, would you say that Chris Davis is among the top five disappointments in fantasy this year? Davis hit 42 home runs, 43 home runs, and 48 home runs back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. He hit 247, as a lot of people know in terms of average, four straight years. This year, he's down to 224 with a 293 on base, 16 home runs, 52 runs driven in. Extra base, he must be hurt. Extra base hits, 28 doubles last year, 28 the year before, 7 this year. 48 home runs, 16 this year. Something must be up with him. He's He's got to be hurt. It's too good. He's He's been as consistent a home run hitter in the game for the last three years, and this year he's gone back to basically what he was with Milwaukee before that's Oakland. I don't know. But somehow Oakland's been able to weather that. By the way, uh, Davis had a walk-off yesterday, but he is 0 for 91, 1 for his last 20. The White Sox picked up A.J. Reed when the Astros finally said goodbye to him. He's gone one for 20. He actually pitched yesterday for the White Sox, A.J. Reed. Came in in the game, I believe it was 11-1. to 1. I watched the inning. He was a pitcher at LSU. He was throwing about 85, 86 miles an hour. He had a 1-2-3 inning. So if it doesn't work out in terms of hitting for A.J. Reed, maybe he's a pitcher. But certainly the White Sox were hoping for a little bit more. They let go of Yonder Alonso, picked up Reed, put him in, and he's done uh, almost nothing. 
Hopefully Reed gets another shot in the spring next year with the White Sox, but his time is is fading in terms of being a everyday big league player. Can't have these kind of slumps when you get the opportunity, and that's what's happened. Orlando Arcia for the Brewers was one for 16 over the past week, so not a great week for him either. And then one of the pitchers that I have on my team, which is what leads me to believe that the Cardinals may try to acquire a starting pitcher, Daniel Ponce de Leon, in ERA of 10, eight walks and three strikeouts over his last couple starts. Ponce de Leon has a chance to be a pretty good pitcher, but it has not worked out at all for him. I think that probably if I'm the Cardinals, even though they're getting Ozuna back and they'll get Yachty or Molina back, probably an extra bat would be good for them and definitely a starting pitcher, which is rare. The Cardinals have tended to just dip into the minors, pick up a starter, and run with it. But when you have Ponce de Leon and Wainwright and Waka, ooh, not, not quite the options that the Cardinals have uh, have had in the past. They still have some kids in the minors, I think, that can do it. But it has not been a normal season where you look at St. Louis and say, oh, they just grow starters on trees. That has not been the case for them this year. They're a team that will be interesting to watch at the deadline in a couple of days, too. Because if they do nothing, you know how those fans get. They're wild there in St. Louis. Uh, outright release for Lucas Duda of the Kansas City Royals. 119 plate appearances, hit 171. Career probably over for Lucas Duda. Could play independent ball somewhere, maybe go play overseas, but I don't think that he'll get another big league gig. This morning, according to uh, Juan Taribo on Twitter, Blake Snell underwent arthroscopic surgery on his left elbow. Early to mid-September is the possible return, 4.28 ERA and 1.89 last year. I don't think anybody thought that Snell was going to be as good as he was last year, but it has not been close, unfortunately, for him. And then, of course, the big story in fantasy is Marcus Stroman. Now he is a member of the New York Mets. He's expected to make his first start with the team this week. Arguably, that's the biggest trade that we've seen so far. The second one is Sergio Romo. Romo got traded to Minnesota. He'll probably be the setup guy to Rodgers, and I would expect that the Twins would probably even add another player before it's all said and done. For Miami, their potential closer is Nick Anderson. Harlan Garcia, left-hander, could also get possible saves, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. And uh, and Eric Sogard was traded to the Tampa Bay Rays from the Toronto Blue Jays, who will play off the bench. So really the only trade so far that affects fantasy from an impact point of view, the only two, was uh, the Marlins losing Stromo as their closer and uh, Stroman now going from Toronto to the New York Mets, who just slides right perfectly into that rotation. He'll be on one of my teams, and hopefully I made the right move unloading all of my free agent acquisition budget for him. Coming up next, it's time to talk some Pirates. Trade deadline is here. What will the Pirates do? Dubias Wilborn, he covers them for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. So we'll try and get some answers there. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. I'm Craig Mish with you here on the show. We got full-time fantasy, by the way, coming your way at 2 o'clock Eastern. And we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. 
We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code grid and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's PointsBet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish here back with you until 2 o'clock Eastern, and then we'll turn it over to full-time fantasy. And, of course, there are a lot of teams that are still trying to figure out what they're going to do at the Major League Baseball trade deadline, I think it's probably more determined for a lot of other teams than others. I think it's pretty obvious at this stage who's in and who's out. If we take a look at the standings here in the uh, American League, Blue Jays 27 games under. Obviously, they've sold off some players. They're playing for next year and beyond. Baltimore, 35 games under. Detroit, 41 games under. Kansas City, 27. 
Boy, the White Sox really fell apart quick. 11 games under. Texas is uh, 500. They're probably out. The Angels are in that weird pickle. Angels are three games over 500. 13 games back of the division. But they're still kind of in the wild card discussion, I guess. They are five games back. Eh, probably not. But it's easy to kind of look at it now, I think. Easier now than it was, uh, you know, probably a week ago. But I, I think that in the NL is where the more complicated situations are. Because so many teams are still in line for a potential wild card position. The NL, you have Miami, who is 23 games under there, not playing for the postseason. And then uh, Pittsburgh's 13 games under. But then after that, I mean, everybody's still kind of in it. The Mets proved yesterday. Oh, the Reds are seven games under, too. I would think that they would make some trades in the next couple days. Padres are seven games under. The problem is the NL wild card if these teams still want to play for one game. Washington, uh, right now, Washington, St. Louis, and the Chicago Cubs are all tied for the wild card position. The Phillies are a game back. The Brewers are a game back. The San Francisco Giants are two and a half games back. Arizona, three and a half games back. Mets are six. But the Mets are feeling good about themselves because they've won four games in a row. It is so fascinating to me to see how the last couple of years the Mets have handled all of this. But I am so curious to see if they end up doing anything else. I mean, really. When the Mets are looking at the future, they're going to look back and say to themselves, we've traded two former first-round picks and a second-round pick to kind of play for 2019 and 2020. And so when I looked at it yesterday, my initial thought was, this is uh, a, a, a you know fading team that's just desperate to stay relevant and stay in it. And then all of a sudden, when I start asking people in the industry about the deal, they seem to think that the uh, that Stroman, if he stays in New York, and that's really what we have to circle, and that's you know kind of the key here. Whenever you trade prospects for a player that's not on an expiring contract, okay? When it's on an expiring contract, like a lot of the guys that are moved this time of the year, it's very obvious who wins and loses the trade. Most times, it's the team acquiring the prospects that wins the trade because the players end up leaving. After they go to their new team, they become free agents, and it was what we would call a rental in both reality and even in fantasy to a degree because we're getting those players even on our fantasy teams for the last couple of months. But in the case of the Mets... They had a clear opportunity, I think, to take a step back and say, hey, we you know, we we kind of went for it this year. And let's sell 60 cents on the dollar to some of the players that we got. We know we can't move Cano, but maybe Edwin Diaz or or somebody else. And instead, they kind of doubled down on what they did last year. That's what makes this all so fascinating. 
And what also makes it fascinating is we don't really even know if they're done trading. They could still move players. They could still trade Wheeler, as they probably should. He'll be gone after the year. They could trade Jason Vargas, who has one more year left on his contract. Oh, it's pretty reasonable, $8 million. And then, of course, they could trade Noah Syndergaard, who's already uh, changed his Twitter handle. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Syndergaard at this point is basically playing off everything that's happened, saying that uh, he's a Met for now, and uh, Mrs. Met would be upset that he was traded, if he was traded. Last week on the show, I was pretty adamant about me thinking that they should trade Syndergaard, but I'm just not sure that it even makes sense now. It made sense if they were going to go backwards. Does it make sense if they're going to try and compete for next year? Maybe they have a deal already in the works where they know that they're going to be able to replenish that prospect capital that they have. Because the Mets prospects, the Mets in terms of farm system right now, and look, I understand sometimes we make too much of these things, but they were not really a top farm system to begin with. And they are going to look, if they don't sign Stroman, they're going to look pretty awful in two years getting nothing back in this uh, in this trade. So there's a pretty big decision that has to be made, and it's going to be have to be made pretty quickly, I think. I mean, can, can you basically at this point envision any scenario where the Mets even make the playoffs? I can't. They don't look as good as Washington. They don't look as good as Philadelphia, and they're definitely not as good as Atlanta. We know that. Hoping Cespedes comes back next year. Jed Lowry. Do you remember that the, the Mets even signed Jed Lowry in the offseason? hasn't played a single game this year for them. They signed uh, Familia. It's not been great. Edwin Diaz, not been great. It's just a strange way to do it. And maybe we, instead of poking holes at what the Mets are doing, maybe what we should do instead is look at it and say they're trying something different and we should applaud them for not doing what every other team does and has done in Major League Baseball, which is basically when you look like you are down, tear it down, start over, and double down on your ideas is, is essentially what New York is doing. But I just don't know that that is a sustainable way to do things for a long period of time. And I definitely know that with the way that teams are valuing these draft picks, that once you start giving away picks like this, you're going to find yourself in a pretty big hole in a few years if you don't win. Maybe they think that Stroman, because he's from Long Island or uh, from New York, that he has some intention. Maybe that there's an idea that they have that they're going to be able to sign him to like three or four more years. Maybe. Maybe they'll sign him tomorrow. But if not, and they end up losing him, that's going to be a really, really tough pill to swallow for the Mets to keep uh, to keep losing players there. That is uh, that that is definitely for sure. Well, we'll we'll kind of see what the future holds there. I would guess that they end up doing nothing else before the deadline. It's a guess. I don't have the answer to that. I'm going to also say that the player that I'm probably the most interested in seeing moved is Puig at this point. I don't know I don't know uh, where he's going to end up, but this is a player that can absolutely make a difference on another team. And I would that would be the one player that I would chase the uh the most for sure, no doubt. 
All right, so there could be some deals happening, but uh, bottom line is no matter what, we know that there are games happening tonight, so let's go through those. Uh, very short slate for those of you who are playing the DFS game, and if you are playing in season-long leagues, make sure you reactivate your players before 7.05 Eastern tonight. I am uh, I am taking the night off from baseball, and I'm going to go see the movie Once Upon a Time in America, just being honest. I'm going to go do that tonight. It's uh, It's... It's a date night for me and the wife. We didn't have a chance to do it over the weekend, so tonight will be the night. So I will be watching baseball when I get home from the movies. For those of you who are watching baseball live tonight, you got the Braves and Nationals starting a huge three-game set in Washington. Patrick Corbin pitches for the Nats, 8-5 and five with a 3.25 earned run average. Dallas Keuchel goes for Atlanta, 3-3 three and three with a 3.50. Arizona at the Marlins. We have Merrill Kelly, 7-10 and 10 with a 4.20 earned run average. Caleb Smith coming off a great start for Miami, 6-4 and four with a 3.30 ERA. Pirates are at the Reds tonight. It'll be Jordan Lyles, 5-7 and seven with a 5.36. Sonny Gray, 5-6 and six with a 3.29. Both these teams probably going to move some players over the next couple of days. Could be the debut tonight of Bo Bichette, who will be called up by the Toronto Blue Jays, which puts that threesome in the big leagues of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Caven Biggio, and Bo Bichette. They're at Kansas City tonight. Tonight for Toronto, it'll be Thomas Pannone. His ERA is over six, and Kansas City should have a nice advantage in this one with uh, Brad Keller, who's been one of their better pitchers. That's an 8-15 Eastern start tonight. Dodgers and the Rockies, last gasp for Colorado, I guess. I think it's kind of too late for them, to be honest. Kenta Maeda starts for the Dodgers. He's 7-7 seven and seven with a 3.81 earn run average. John Gray starts for the Rocks, 9-7 with a 4.05. I'd love to see Gray, by the way, end up in another uniform, play with somebody else. Great to be is one of those guys I've I've drafted like every year hoping for the best. But over his last seven games, 40 innings pitched, 35 strikeouts, 3-2 and two record, 3.38 ERA. Not bad. Not bad for John Gray. Tigers and Angels tonight. It keeps getting worse for Jordan Zimmerman. 0-8 with a 7.57 earned run average. His ERA in his last month is 9 Man, the money that they gave this guy, Jordan Zimmerman, an absolute disaster. For the Angels, it has been no better, though. Uh, Jaime Berea, he starts tonight. His ERA 6.63 on the season. Although I will say this, Berea does strike out some guys. 31 strikeouts over his last 30 innings. He's averaging about a strikeout per nine. And the Tigers, at this point, are playing worse than any team in baseball. May not be a bad fade tonight to take the Angels tonight. Um... 10.07 Eastern start. And then the final game on the docket, Eater League matchup. Boy, this will be a very highly watched game tonight for sure. Orioles and Padres tonight. Oof. Baltimore 35-70. and 70. The Padres 49-56. and 56. Orioles haven't named a starter, so they'll probably use an opener of some kind. And the Padres will have Chris Paddock on the bump. 6-5 and five with a 2.84 earned run average. Paddock, uh, one of those pitchers that probably going into next year moves his way up into that SP1 category. 2-2 two and two with a 3.49 earned run average so far on the season.
And that is the very limited slate that we have in baseball today. We'll have some hug watches, I'm sure. We'll have a lot of different things happening that we'll keep an eye on. But coming up next, it's time for our You Make the Call finale. It's a little exit velocity. And what I'll do is I'll dive into the topic of the day, which is who do you think will get traded next by the New York Mets? A lot of votes on our poll today. Is it Noah Syndergaard, Zach Wheeler, or none of the above? At FNTSY Radio, make sure you vote right now. We'll take a quick time out here on the show. We got full-time fantasy coming up next. Make sure you download our show on iTunes. Rate, like, and subscribe to the show. And every day it'll be right to your podcast inbox wherever you listen to this program. We'll be back with Exit Velocity in just a couple of minutes here on FNTSY. Don't go away. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last for years. So call 800-869-5446 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-869-5446 now. That's 800-869-5446 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-869-5446 now. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source com score total visits. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. You know, as an allergy sufferer, you're wired differently. I sure feel that way. That's why there's Nasacort. It's different, too. You see, unlike antihistamines, Nasacort targets and inhibits more of the allergic inflammation that causes your congestion and other nasal allergy symptoms. My antihistamine doesn't do that? None of them do. Oh, that is different. And it's why Nasacort's more effective at giving you 24-hour relief. So even if I'm wired differently... Nasacort stops more of what makes you miserable. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. 
All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish back with you as we get ready to wrap up the show and send it over to full-time fantasy. Coming up next hour, they'll break down everything going on in the world of fantasy sports. we got a lot of news in baseball, a lot of hot rumors on closers, Dodgers, Edwin Diaz, Colome, maybe to the Phillies. A lot of fun uh, it will be in 48 hours. I will cover it all for you. So before we get out of here, let's end the show with some more hot rumors as we close it out with some exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Ow! Exit velocity. Nice velocity. All right, you guys voted today on our edition of You Make the Call, and so let's double down on that with a little bit of exit velocity. Which player do you think the Mets will trade next? Boy, it was overwhelming today. Overwhelming for you guys picking Noah Syndergaard of the Mets. Even over Zach Wheeler. You really think that this is going to happen? The Mets are going to trade for Stroman, get prospects, and then turn around and trade Syndergaard? For prospects? To replace the prospects they traded for Strowman? And then next year it's DeGrom 1, Strowman 2? Is that what they're doing here? I don't know. Really strange if that is indeed the case. And they better do really, really well on a trade for Noah Syndergaard. Like, you better get those prospects back from Toronto and even more if you're going to make that trade. I thought you're all in now for 2020. Is that what you're doing? I don't think anybody knows. I don't think anybody's clear. And even the people who cover baseball like I do on a day-to-day basis don't even know what the bets are doing. But maybe it works out. Maybe 2020 comes. And we're talking about the Mets being the team to beat in the NL East with DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Stroman. Maybe even Vargas and Wheeler, too. And Steven Matz. Why not? Throw them all back in there. Maybe that's what the plan is. But to tell you that I know the answer would be foolish, and I'm not going to try and pretend. Thanks again to Jeff Montgomery for coming on the show. We appreciate him talking Royals. And uh, also thanks to Sean for producing the program. Looking forward to be back with you guys again tomorrow. We'll recap if there are any trades. We'll look forward to the deadline, touch on some fantasy football, and be back at noon Eastern right here on FNTSY. I'm Craig Mish. Full-time fantasy is next. Speak to you tomorrow at noon. Have a great day, everybody. See ya.